It can't be taught. It must be caught. So catch it on Cadre. Three, two, one. We're live with Ed. Ed, the Archangel Man. He's the Archangel. And the reason I say that, I hear these things about Ed. And you do all these things for special needs persons. Amazing. And, and it's, it's selfless. It's a big, big deal. Mm. And the, in order to do this, you have to have a very, very big heart. Because a lot of folks out there, they love to the help. They can contribute money, but they don't give their time and their energy and their love because for some reason they feel that there's not a likeness. How about right. that? How about that? Right. Is that, is that a fair th- assessment? I'm not, yeah. I'm not any, because it, there's not a likeness. Right. But you know what? These, these are people who need all of us. Right. And they need the love and they need the hearts and they need to, They need guidance. Right. They need it all. And we right. need just as much as they do. Right. But we've been blessed in a different way and they're blessed in other ways. Correct. How about that? A hundred percent. So I'm calling you Archangel. I'll take my, that. My Archangel Ed. Oh, thank That's you. where we're going with this. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. love the angels. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. And and that, that's what it takes in order to, uh, you're a protector. If I, if I said to you, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked my man Stevers, is if you take away your title, inclusionist, uh, are you married right now? Yes. Okay, husband. You know, right. fa- are you father? Yes, sir. You're father to many. Take away all those titles. Mm. And I we go right down to your heart. Mm. As deep as you go, who are you? What comes to you? I am an opportunity for love to express on this planet right now. That's really good. Yeah. And you've always has this always been in you? It's always been in me, yeah. So it wasn't developed. You you had it as a kid. I had the I think I would say I had always had it in me. Yep. Always had that fire burning. Okay. And sometimes I would get burned by the fire. Sometimes sure. I would burn others with the fire. Yes. Because I never quite really felt I I went to church and I heard the message of Jesus through the Catholic Church and sure. I loved it. Okay. But I never felt like I was being once it got to a certain point where I started to become a man, yes. I felt like I wasn't becoming, wasn't really beginning, being given the practical tools to be who I am. So I was trying to white knuckle it, I think I would call it, to okay. fit in. And uh, the thing I was trying to fit into was so small yeah. and I had such a fire yeah. that it would like, I try really hard and then I would All right, like so explode, you, you know. So tell me if I'm getting this. Let me yeah. see if I, let me see if I catch it. Right, right. You were trying to conform and fit in. That's right. Into the box. That's right. But you had so much, so much zest. Let's call it zest. Let's call it energy. Right. You were outside the box. Right. And you needed to share that. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're we're lucky to all to be in this 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 room right now, because that is uncharted territory a lot of times. Right. And so so. As a youngster, you knew you had this. You tried to fit in. How about in high school? I asked, I asked the question before. In high school, were you, were, were you able to fit in or were you just too far? I had a lot of friends. That's cool. I did. And uh, a lot of people loved me, but I didn't know how many people loved me. And I wasn't able to rest in that knowing. It wasn't like a comfortable, uh, these people love me because I felt so much angst inside. And when I say I knew it, I wasn't sitting there going like, it wasn't that like, 
it, I just as much didn't know it as I did know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's, and I'm just as lucky to be in this room. And I wouldn't be in this room if I hadn't met uh, my friend Daryl. And these folks and, here. And Steven, even. Yeah. Like, um, I wouldn't. So, well, let's, like, let's, cause let's, I don't want to get too big and like, oh, you're saying all these great things about me and make it seem as like, that whole thing about just being an opening for love to express is because I don't, I don't know how it's all happening or what, you know, it's, it's just, a, I follow this feeling and Daryl has helped me to find practical tools and that allow me to anchor in that feeling. When I'm in that feeling, I know what's going on, a feeling of connection and oneness. And it comes through you. Yeah. And when I don't feel that. Yeah. It's very difficult. That's why Daryl and I get along so well. Cause on our, we've been doing a podcast, funniest thing with Daryl and Ed for 10 years and pioneers, what, baby pioneers. Yeah. And it's just because Daryl's mentor said, you guys should do a radio show. You're talking about all this anyway. Sure. And then Daryl had a hunch to look through uh, unity, uh, the daily word, which he was reading all the time. And Good I you. got me to read it every day. And he said, I bet they have a, online they have a radio station and he looked in there and they did and that's how we we didn't even know what podcasts were and we started doing it because we just were looking for a on way. a wing and a prayer baby. yeah and a, an inspired probably intuitive hunch from uh, daryl's mentor well let, let's take a step back though okay yeah, no so we, we, we jumped into it we did the three two one count we're live boom uh, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a step back now uh, yeah i love it okay so what do you do i i, I wrote down inclusion specialist that's for right. all of culver for Culver City Unified School District. Right, so you're the go-to guy for all of that? For 13 years, I was. And then, the, it's so funny. that When I did it, no one knew what inclusion was. And I would tell people what. And they you know, just, you're, you're, you're a pioneer there, too. Uh, agreed. And that was all because I was, I had left teaching special ed for about six months. I had, in the middle of a school year with a wife and son, couldn't handle anymore. I was having like a nervous breakdown in my early thirties. Like okay. the anxiety was so much, you know, and I didn't have the tools to deal to with. do it. Yeah, yeah. To keep doing it. So I thought I was done with it. I thought I'm going to go write a book and start my own tutoring thing. And it's just going to go boom. You know, it's just going to happen. Sure. And then the anxiety that used to come and go yeah. was just there. Like, Every second of every, every day, day, every moment, very hard. I wouldn't be able to have a conversation with you like we're having now because I couldn't feel my who I was, you know, because it was that anxiety. you could you couldn't track and focus. yeah, it was difficult, you know, it was difficult. I mean, I played it off. Something inside me had the wherewithal to go through that and get back to this place. All right, let's let's take a step back. Yeah. Here. All right, so so we were talking about inclusion. We talked about being different. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, this anxiety hit you. Yeah. It was derailing you. Right. How old were you? I would say I started feeling anxiety when I was five years old wow. or three. Okay. Uh, undiagnosed. And it, I'm yeah, it, it started as like these phobia, like phobias, little, I mean, I wouldn't have said it. No, I wouldn't even called it anxiety back then, but it was like, we didn't when know. I was young, I had to touch this side and then I had to touch this side. And like I obsessive, had compulsive yeah, behaviors. Like, and then when I go to church and then step on the crack or step over the crack, yeah, little things is. like that. And then I would go to church and I hear about this God that like, where you might go to hell. And in my mind, because of like all that an anxious thinking and fear in my mind, I was just like, I'm going to hell. And this, and my mind would spin out on when I was laying in bed, what that's going to be like. So you, you, you would ruminate mm -hmm. on the negativity of what the potentiality mm -hmm. could be. Right. All right. So, so you're a young man and you had this. Right. Wasn't really diagnosed. No. You keep it with you for a lifetime. 
Okay, for yeah. up to where uh, you're now doing a special ed program, correct? Right. And the anxiety is overwhelming. At that right. time, you're feeling like you have a nervous breakdown right around that time. Right. So what happened was when I was 18, I was in college and I, I reached out to for psych, uh, to see a psychologist. No one in my family had ever done this, but I knew whatever's going on. Because I, I was having nightmares where I, I go to bed an hour later, I'm running down the street outside of my house. Yes. From the like the nightmares. Right. Um, so like. It was. Yeah, it was. But somehow. It was like the old school. It's like, I have uncles, right? right? Like an uncle. Oh, he was just, you know, he's just a weird guy. Sometimes you go into a rage and like, you know, like it was just like people didn't look like my family didn't look at it. It's like, that's something maybe he could have worked on. It was just, that's just the it's way, just it, way is. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's like, brush it off. That's just the way Don't it help is. It, just ignore it and yeah. it'll go away. Yeah. Cause that's the way yeah, it is. He wakes up in the middle of night and runs down, you know, like down the street or whatever. And it's like, I was like, I got you know, like I had an inner knowing that like I got a there's some probably someone who can help me with this and so I started to reach out at that point but then um I stopped seeing someone and um went you know I, I got some tools right I this to guy help. taught me some great tools cool but then I went out and I I would do them like you know like here and there when things got kind of ramped up I would do them like uh, some of the things I learned but you would them. do that meaning You'd, you'd use your tools yeah, to help tool. overcome certain situations yeah. that were presented to you. Correct. Okay. And then, um, but then it got to a point where I, I didn't know, like, because I, did, I wasn't reading things that were encouraged. You know, like I wasn't, I would just had these memories of doing these things. With So then I, it was like, is this real? Is this really helping? Is And so then, um, then I started, when I left that, that job for LA Unified, like you said, when I was, I'm running it. I was running a uh, special ed program for you know it was a challenging school with like a lot of heavy things and it um, because I didn't know how to support myself mentally and emotionally. So it was overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. So you're trying to help others, right? You have this passion to help others, but at the same time you're dealing with some other situations yeah. internally. Yeah, and I think my spirit knew, like ten, like the right before I I quit that job. Yeah. I wrote on a whiteboard, spiritual psychology. Wow. And I told my wife, this is what I do, spiritual psychology. And then when I left the job and then was like all of a sudden, I was like, like uh, yeah, I know you interviewed Stephen Tom Thorpe, Stevers. Yes. I was like him in the regard of, no one sat me down and was like, just tell me the practicalities of finance. And, but I had like, I was raised well enough to keep doing as you're well in school or whatever, like kind of like, keep going to work. So I would do these things. So I, I, but then when I left, I was like, I didn't even think that my anxiety would go through the roof because I had health insurance and now I don't. And I have a wife, you know, like oh, I was so, so like, that's another, okay. Immature, you know, like, um, but it, it was like this catch 22. It's like, I'm so glad I jumped because I needed to like, you needed to move. I had this inner calling that uh -huh. was leading me to work with these kids, but I didn't, I wasn't connected with like my spiritual family, if you will. Right. Like I didn't, I needed, I knew I couldn't do it the way I was doing. I even talked to, you, you know, Wayne Dyer that. Sure. Dr. Wayne Dyer. I talked I mean, to he's, him. He's passed. I've yeah. met him on several occasions. Yeah. So he passed not too long ago. The away. day I quit my job at LA Unified, I talked to him on his radio show. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, 
I wanted to be that. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be Wayne. I'm going to be Wayne Dyer. I'm going to just leave my job. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that he was like a PhD and he'd been selling books and whatever. You know, it's yeah. like, but he's on stage and in, in, in self help, self care. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm seeing myself in that and I'm hearing him say things that, like, I want that. You know, like, and um, did you write a book? I write a weekly column now. Um, I started to write a book, but then I had to get my feet grounded. I learned, and, and this was before I knew Daryl, but the, I already did have some of these ideas. And I did pray all the time. Like one of the, I was raised Catholic and I did so pray you, all the time. you're a prayer warrior. You're, and I felt- You're raised, that you're raised Catholic, you right. pray. Okay. And I had moments where prayer, like I would be praying- the, hum, the Nicene Creed or whatever it's called, the Apostles' Creed. Sure. And all of a sudden, it, there was, I just remember when I was like 17, it said, it says, God is the light for the world to come. Okay. And inside my brain, I felt like opening, like this isn't just words. This is saying, I can't see what's ahead of me, but God is that light for the world that's coming. Like, I don't know how it, it was an inner like, kind of like a uh, moment of like, this stuff is real. A revelation. Yeah. And then I had another one of those where I was, I had this sense. This was when I was in college and playing in bands. And because that was another thing that saved my soul. Like the music started, I started writing and just performing. What kind of, what kind of music? Uh, it what was like funk, funk, psychedelic craziness. You know, I go around running around. And I would just finally be able to let out all the stuff that was in my head to music. And um, during that time, I had this awareness, because unlike a lot of the people I knew that in that scene, I, I was still praying every night. And I had this awareness like, God is this positive thing that's always with me. Okay. So why would I ever be afraid? You know, it, that awareness so that's, didn't that's, last. That's your spiritual psychology then? Yeah. Okay. So... But once you've had like even a glimpse of that, yeah, I don't, and especially like the way Daryl and I are, and anyone who's creative and Stephen. Once you know that, like especially because I love music because it's like it connects me to creativity. So it's, I don't know where it's coming from because it would be amazing. I'd write songs, I wouldn't even know what they meant, and then I look back and go, "How did I know? like? I didn't know I knew that, but I knew some part of me needed to get that out." Something put it on the paper. Yes. Right. And yeah. and that drove me to know that there's something beyond this limited, like, rational mind. Sure. I mean, it's not, I was trained from a young age. to go. I, I went to church every week. I mean, I prayed every day. So yeah, it's not... So you were indoctrinated into, like, let me, maybe say religiosity. Right. But also I was given the seeds of the practical of the message of Jesus. Like so I you, was, you caught that. Yeah. I caught it big time. We caught that. And that's where your big energy came. Yeah. And then, and then you wanted to help a lot of, a lot of special needs. People. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know what happened with that is I almost failed out of college. Like I, I actually was at UC San Diego, mainly playing music. I got into, I had like a 4.2 in yeah, GPA in high school. I was doing really well. Right. Okay. But through, then I got into music. Okay. But my, so my anxiety for learning, because I had such trouble reading because I had so much anxiety okay. that I didn't think I was smart. I thought the whole thing was a fraud because I had, it was, I, I would read a paragraph over and over again and not. It still wouldn't register. It wouldn't register. So this stuff started catching up with me. But the, when I was doing music. It was easy. It was so easy. And I just wanted to learn it and I just learned it. But so that started to 
oh, this is who I am. This is how I learn. And so why I work with wanted to work with kids with special needs, I think, is because I realized, like, someone can look like they don't know how to do something if they're not connect. Like, they can even believe they, they can start to believe it. And the person who looks like they have the least ability, it could be because they're talking themselves out of it because no one's helping them unlock who they right, so are. So you're saying there has to be a connection. Mm -hmm. And you're you, people who are disconnected, nothing happens. But once you, are you trying to help the special needs people, persons, men, women, children, get connected to some sort of gifts they have inside? Yes, because mm -hmm. I see it. I yes. know it's there. And but it's not that. It's not just that. I'm also helping the people around them to connect with themselves enough to see that these kids are more connected often than the people around them. And I'm the main thing is that, I want to stay connected to myself. Oh, that's interesting. Say that again. So to so rephrase it, these kids are more connected than the people around them. Oftentimes, because they don't fit in, they have no reason to buy in to the game that everyone's buying into. Ha <laughs> ha, like Daryl Ta has been the best mentor for this one thing, which is to be true to how you feel about things. This whole thing of, we can't get up during theater because we have to stay the whole time, even if it's terrible. You know, it's like this creates this false illusion that everyone's buying in, but they're just going along because they're not paying attention to how they really feel. So when my kid with who's on the spectrum, for example, like with on with autism, your 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 boy? No, one of my students. What is okay? Okay, I feel like they're my kids. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's good. So one of my take ownership. That's good. One of A my father people, to many. Yeah, when they run out and go, I can't stand this. I'm like. You know how many other people want to be doing that? Like, yes. so I, that's so you other, feel they, they're, they're more connected than a lot of people in the so-called natural world. Yeah. I mean, I think that they have a key part of the connection because they have no reason. They're not programmed to buy into any, they don't see any other like side benefit of being untrue to who they are. That's because it's not, they're not processing the conditioning the way everyone else is like the, you know, like it's just that they're naturally born to not be just socialized into being kind of numb or just going along. And, um, okay. So, so yeah. you're, you're doing, you're doing all that. You're doing that now, correct? Right. And, and what's your biggest challenge in, in this endeavor? So you're helping these kids. They need right. help. Um, they might be helping you as well. Oh, they definitely are. I see, I see a reciprocal here. They definitely are. All right, so I see a reciprocal wisdom back and forth. Um, and you, you, you notice it because oh, it's, yeah. it's very deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's deep physics, if you will. Right. And, and you're, you're getting that. So what's the biggest challenge in doing all this? The biggest challenge in doing this is to stay connected to myself and not buy into the social pressure to start looking at the kids as if they're the problem to start looking at like oh. they're getting in the way of me having the day i thought of, they're the reason we're there like oh. you know so you know what i'm saying like so you, you you see the kids as a greater purpose when i stay connected to that yeah everything else works out i right, so are other are, are other educators feeling that they're in the way of their lives 
Yes. Okay, that's I wanted I wanted to clear. Yeah, that. that's like Daryl called it. Uh, I'm a million people said it, but he says CYA. You know, cover your yes, ass. Okay. Like that's not going to get it done for inspiring and encouraging. No, that's just people. going going along, getting along, getting by. Yeah, and half fast. I'll tell you just quickly. Like I was in college, I was not going to very many classes. This is the way God works. I'm in college. One, I'm like I'm not doing bio anymore. My mom and dad were like. Med, pre-med. Okay, well, they're yeah. also like, you're going to do pre-med. Right? And I was like, it was so crazy. I was so like, I was basically so afraid. I didn't think I was going to be alive after 23. Uh, like, I didn't even, I didn't think that I was going to kill myself, but I just was so terrified. I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm going to go to UCSD and then I'm going to get this and then I'm going to someday have this. I had no plan because I was just terrified of the whole thing. And so you were terrified of, of the, the idea of doing all those things, of being alive, man, of how I was really? going to survive just, as an adult. I didn't know. You didn't know what you were going to do, how you're going to do it. Yeah. I and was, that terrified you. It really did. And, um, wow. so I'm in college and I'm like, mm, I got the, I've done these, um, what are they called? Like classes. What's the easiest way to me get out for me to get out of here? Psychology. Because that was where my stuff lined up, right? So I said, went to the counselor. I never go to counselors. I switched over to psychology major. Then I was in one of the very few classes I went to, which was a, uh, what do they call that behavior? Um, no, psychology, like um, people, it's like for people whose psychology is not typical. I forgot what the name of it is right now. It's such a common word, but it's, it's slipping my mind. Anyway, I went to this class. They showed a video on behavioral modification, which is what okay. the most, this is what they use with kids with autism. Um, it's basically using the same principles that you train a dog or to do things like sure. you tell them what you want, then you give them a treat of some sort or some ring, praise. Ring the when, bell, feel the feeling. Yeah. And so I was watching that video and it's a kid, it's a, Counsel a therapist sitting on one side of a table and it's a mom and a little boy with autism sitting on the other side of the table. And so one of the things that when, when I first got in, well, one of the things that in early on with kids with autism is they start to, they show you pictures of little faces so you can start identifying emotions because kids. Okay. It's a very rote way of showing them how to look at a face and identify what is that emotion. Yes. And so, um, they're going through, right? Happy. First it's cards, but then they generalize it. This is the, the process is then you generalize it to forget the cards. I'm going to make the face and you're going to, you're the student. You're going to identify, how do I feel? And if I'm on like this, you say happy. And if I'm, oh, you're going to say sad. So, okay. the, so this is, but this is what blew my mind. And this really was one of the seminal moments of me doing what I'm doing. They said, the, they told the mom, She's going to be sad. No, no. They told him I'm happy. That's what the, so he, the kid is in there. He's going to identify the mom because now they're generalizing it to the mom doing it. She's okay. going to model happy face for the kid. Okay. okay? Then, so they go, mom, smile, you know, smile. And then she, they go, how does she feel? And the kid gets on top of the table and looks her in the eye and goes, you're sad. You're sad. He knew she was faking. He knew she, in my, what I saw was he knew she levels. was faking. Yeah, he knew beyond that. And so I was like, huh, I didn't think about it. But a year later, I got out of college, barely. I was four units short, but 
my counselor, unbeknownst to me, had made a mistake on paperwork that she had sent me a year earlier about my units, yeah. which I never even read. Yeah. She called me right before graduation. Goes, I made a mistake on your paperwork. You're four minutes. You're four, four units shy. Sure, yeah. But I'm gonna apply on your behalf so that you can graduate four units shy. Cool. And she did, and I got through. And then I was working in temp jobs, and I was the first time in my life I said, I'm I'm ripping knees and khakis filing things. I'm like, I got to do something else. I went to the career center. Yeah. Got a job. I found a job working one on one with children with autism. In, uh, and I started on November 1st, 1997, and I've been in that field, which I never thought I'd be in ever since. For forever. Yeah. Actually, right, so you mentioned your, 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 your most important thing was to stay connected. Yes. What has to happen? And to this day, you still feel that. Yes. You have to still feel connected. What has to happen in order to be connected? What, 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 do you, what have you been doing to stay connected? How do you do that? Well... I have a morning routine. Not lose your connection. No, I have a morning. I have to have a morning. I have to practice my morning routine. All right. So you get every, all right. We all routines here. Yeah. Structure. It's all about morning routine. I, you know, I, I got mine yeah. uh, every day. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So that keeps you connected. How, yeah. Because um, my conditioned mind is always going to pull back to what it knows. Correct. So I have to uh, redirect it back on in by, I used to think, that like, uh, like there's, I think one of the myths in spirituality and personal growth is that someone gets to a mountaintop and then they're there and they just live there. And completely. Because they go on stage and they play that role. Yeah. No. 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 Not even Jesus. No. It's a journey. Reported to be like that. Yeah. So I have to read, not have to, I enjoy, it's a, I dare I call it books that have the medicine. When I read one chapter, one paragraph out of these books, it reminds me of how great life is that I'm that all is well. So I read these books, I meditate and I uh, affirm some things about the nature of, of my life and how I'm going to feel and live this day once I get into a place where I have an elevated perspective. So because there's a guy, Eric Butterworth, who says, like, when we're affirming things, we're not making those things true. We're just aligning ourselves with what's already true. It's already there. It's already there. And Correct. I'm just, I would say like, tapping what's already there. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's the funny thing is when I realize how amazing life is and who I am. Yes. I used to think I'll show them, but now I've realized you guys already, anyone who loves me already knows that I'm the last person to know. I used to think, Oh, look at me. I learned this. No, it's like, I'm the last, like every, yeah, my wife will go. Yeah. Right. Dummy. I've been telling you that the whole time. All right. So, so how does your wife and you've been doing this, you're on yeah. this journey. How does she see all this? How does she, how does she respond? Is she is she uh, uh, an angel heart as as well? She's she, on board. Yeah, she yeah, she, um, she gets it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was times You're where compatible because that's yeah. a big, that's a big demand. Mm -hmm. No, I, and there was times where we didn't fully see eye to eye, and um, but I just knew through these principles, through reading these things, and just whatever's in my own heart that this is the person uh, that I wanted do this journey with and um so we're gonna you knew even, it you knew it right away i knew that early on in our relationship when you, yeah. When you met her, yeah 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 but then how, I long, mean, you, how I had, long you been married since 2001 <laughs> 20 <laughs> yeah, long oh, 21 years coming yes, up 21 years yeah so but i mean yeah so she where uh, it's i'm just saying it's 
we have synced up more and more as time has gone on. We, that, that's the beauty of it. And like, yeah, we, we've. How many kids do you have? One. All right, and you have all these other children. Yeah. That you work with. Right. And you take a big role in their lives. Correct. An ownership role. Correct. You're a you're a father to many. Correct. And she she does she does she she realizes all that. Oh yeah yeah. That's a big deal. Right. Wow. And there's there's challenges there because you see it one way. This is your life and your purpose. Right. And others see it as a paycheck. Yeah, but you know, it's the the beauty of these living this way, where where your root, where it's really about grounding and appreciation and letting. There's a one point in my life where I realized my job is not to change anything. My job is just to show up and be the best version of myself. And because when yes. I do that, they hired me to be an inclusion specialist and gave me the keys to the kingdom. Like, because God did that. I I took a leap on of faith and left LA Unified. When I said, I'm not, I'm not going to make this hard on God. I have a credential. I'm going back. I was I applied for a resource teaching. It's a teaching position that I never wanted, really wanted to do. The interview was going bad. Halfway through, they go, "Oh, our inclusion specialist just retired this morning. We haven't even posted it. Do you want, what do you think of this?" And as soon as this lady, who I later found out was like an intuitive hire, if she felt good about you, she'd bring you on. She started asking me questions. The interview took off. It went from terrible to like boom, 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 boom. The next day, I was an inclusion specialist. Wow. Yeah. And so God put me there. And then yeah. And then the work I was doing. You're called to do it. And and you you need, we were talking to some folks earlier today. We were talking about patience. Right. And how these certain entrepreneurs, they they had to work on their patience and they developed their heart. Yeah. You had this early on and you had, you had an inclination for patience from, from the get go. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, I had the, I had the inclination and I was the least patient person you'd ever meet for a while. My, my brother used to make fun of me short fuse sure and then i'd get angry at him doing this yeah like i was that dude and i had to learn like that's the beauty of going to such extremes it's like i had to figure you know i had to like figure some things out because living that way was it wasn't sustainable you know no it's not it's, it's yeah it's hard yeah but you but you i so so you're amongst you're you're in this world correct and these kids are teaching you yeah Okay, and you realize the one time the kid jumps up on the table and he knew his mom was sad. Yeah, yeah. He knew it and it was a fake out, a fake smile. Right, right. So that's one of the biggest things you learned. At that point, yeah. Yeah, how about, what's the biggest thing you've ever learned from all this community that you're in? What really hits you? What right? really hits me? Yeah. Uh, regarding the, the people with, quote, special needs, that, that, that yeah, community yeah, or right, just in, life in, 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 in your life, what really hits you? And you're in that you're in that world a lot. So what what really it could be outside that world. It's all one world. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the what what. There, like we talk about this, like like enlightenment is. Am I lighter than the moment before? There's many opportunities. Okay, that's a that's good the way, way I look at. It. Like it's it's it means when I get wound up, do I do the things so that I let go and and float back to the surface and remember who I am? So today, I woke up because there was. Um, like a crazy thing that happened with, you know, s- somehow someone bought a bunch of things from AT&T Mobility with my name somewhere. I don't know. That went to a debt collection agency, even though I had never heard about it before. And it showed up on my credit report, like 4000 something dollars, right? Okay. I got, I blasted it. I did the footwork. It okay. got removed. Okay. Right. But it scared the daylights out of me when it happened. Sure. So 
It was removed, right? Yes. Thankfully, it was removed long enough for me to buy the two cars that I needed to buy. But then the other day, it showed up again because they sold it to another company. Oh. Right? So, so now I just got to back go, around. I just got to go back through the process and bless it again. But it brought up. So why is that coming back to you? At a deeper question. level. Yeah, that's a yes. Yeah, no. You, you, so you got that. No, I You caught I that, you guys. That. Mm-hmm. That's a very important question. Right, you, because why? it's a boomerang back. Yeah, because it triggered old feelings that, like, somehow I was responsible for something I didn't even do. Like, it triggered, though, if they're saying it and it, this guilt came up with it and, like, shame or, around it. And I mean, I'm, I'm making steps forward in terms of my understanding of business, sure. finance. I've had a lot of growth. And so I think some of those old limiting beliefs start to rear their head. Wait a second, buddy. Shouldn't you be scared? Or, you know, don't you remember you're that guy? Like, I'm, I'm very trustworthy, but I have myself branded as like not trust, you know, like in the past. Sure. So I've had to like, so it brought up a lot of that stuff. But the thing that it really brought for me today was I realized the question that I used to ask was, what am I going to do? Right. Like that. And, I, and for some reason, I meditated through that. And I realized that question is what's causing me angst. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything beyond Printing out the letter and sending it out and blessing it. God's going to do the work. Because whenever I would say, what am I going to do? I would do stupid things. And I would curse the people around me and go, whoa, is me. You know, like all that stuff. So So you're depending on your spiritual belief and resting in it that it all works out. Not only that, but I'm doing the footwork because I know what letter to write. Okay. Because it worked on the, like. It worked last time. Because what I realized too is it's not personal. All it is is somehow I got into this thing. There's not like a company that's like, we're out to get Ed. It's just like, oh, here's debt. We'll sell it to you. And you, you try to get it. And now I know that I'm not going to pay something that doesn't belong to me. It's not, there's no, there's nothing personal about it. I just got to send the letter again and, and, and move on. Yeah. It boomerang back for a couple of reasons. And yeah, it just makes you a better person. Yeah. And how you're going to deal with it. Yeah. And, and how much angst it brought up and how quickly I've been able to move from that angst back into remembering who I am and that all is well. That's what touched me. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm moving along here because my voice was like, oh, no, not again. And then, but I just did what I always do, did my morning routine, and it's just, whoop. Right, so you're in this world of helping. Right. You get a big heart. What, what, in your eyes, what are you most proud of? That I found my ability to stand on my own two feet and um, trust this voice and keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. The, like Ooh. not because of what anyone else do, but because of what my own head, what I used to surrender, what I used to like run away from in my own head. And um, because and you're not running away from it now. No, no. I look at it. I did. And so a lot of times when I look at it, that this is what I learned. This is what I learned from being a musician, too. It's like. Just get it out. What does that voice have to say? Uh, it's It might be angry at first, but when I uh, communicate with myself, it starts to go. First, it's like, oh, I'm scared. I can't handle all this stuff. And then, well, then that, that same voice transforms into creative, new creative ideas. It's like, give myself a break. I work with a job that's going to be challenging. Let myself be upset sometimes. Let myself be burnt out sometimes. Give yourself Let myself, permissions. Yeah, to do I go that, like, yes. yeah, it's, it's F that I'm like getting something like this in the mail, but that's fine. Let's underneath it there's solutions that's really cool did you hear that stevers give yourself permission give yourself permission to be who you truly are not perfection there's greatness in everyone correct there's not perfection in everyone we have not been perfected 
So embrace your, he, he said it perfectly. So embrace your, your greatness that's, that's in you. Cause you you went to a 0.5 and that's a big, that's a big deal. And I'll tell you what also along those lines is the things that when we get into self quote improvement and stuff, the challenge is a lot of times the very good things that God put into us that I get fiery. If I'm, I'm trying a lot of people, times I used to spend time trying to get rid of the very things God, God has an idea of me that's way bigger than anything that I think, oh no, I should get rid of this part of me. But God's like, no, you need that part of you. I need that part of me to, for he my knows, mission. He knows better than you. For sure. Yes. For sure. And he I is it me. it as a question, but it's rhetorical. Yeah. Yes. And he is me and I am him. And we, when. Well, when, that, that's a big deal that you recognize that. Cause I used to talk to folks a lot and uh, I go, well, do you love, do you love God? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, do you love yourself? And they go, no, 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 no. I said, do you love God within? And they stopped and they paused. Right. Because that's a big deal. So you have to understand that. I know. And when, so we love this stuff because like Jesus says, be still and know that I am God. What I take that to me is be still, Ed, and know I am God. Yes. Your spirit. And once you know that, it's not threatening. It doesn't make me feel, it makes me feel love for everyone, not better than it, because I see the God in you too. It's not. Absolutely, everywhere. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's unifying. Yeah. And so we use the word, we use the word love a lot of times. Love yeah, is God. It. So uh, be still and know that I am love. And be yeah. still to know that I am loved. Be still and know that I love others. That's right. That's a fascinating place to be And at. you know what? Be still and That's know. where you're going, my Right. Man. And be still and know that I am loving because a lot of times when we put on scary faces because we think we're unworthy of love or we're incapable of loving or we buy into these illusions that we're not loving. But the, tr the truth is within everyone, we are loving. That's do, their do, do your kids get that? Do they get it? They, oh, they, yeah. feel, they feel it. I'm sure they f get yeah. a feeling of it. Correct? Yeah. Do they understand it intellectually as well? Well, the other day they said, why? Why do you give him favoritism? Because there's one kid and he I give him all these different things and he has trouble because he had a lot of anxiety. He had trouble staying in class. So I spent a lot of time with him. And I said, and I, I, I'm not like, oh, I'm so wise. I was like, well, why do I do it? And what came out and when we, we had this conversation with these fifth graders was, but I show you favoritism too because I want you to be you. Yes. And so I talk to you the way I feel it's best to talk to you. And they all started nodding. And I go, so I'm, and, and you, I'm showing you favorites. So they understood. They understood. Intellectually, and they, they understand and feel. It's the feeling. Yeah. It comes down to a feeling. It does. You guys all know That's that. the key. It's the feeling. That's the key. Yeah. It's always about coming down to that yeah. feeling. Um, amazing. Yeah, man. That's amazing. Um, hmm. So I got to come out to Culver City at some point. Oh, for sure. I got. I got to go observe this, um, because it's it's powerful, it's selfless, and it's and it's so hard to be that in our world because everything's about selfies, and you're catching that, and you're doing this selfless work. It's it's amazing. Well, Dude, are you misunderstood? Are you are you misunderstood? What? I used if to you be. are, we all, we all misunderstood sometimes. But I, what I believe is this. I used to spend too much time trying to be understood instead of trying to understand myself. See, first uh, to be a, when a, I understand, understand. myself, yeah. everyone else gets me. It's yeah. not that hard. Yeah, it's when I feel 
when I don't misunderstand, when I haven't spent the time to connect with myself, that I, I perceive that other people are judging me and they're not. They love me. Yes. I don't go looking for their approval. I don't care. I'm going to keep showing up. And sometimes I do. Yeah. But then I, you know, do what I have to do to not live out of that space. When I understand myself, it's just show up, smile and love them too. It's like, well, I used to be so, oh, how could they not get it? It's like, I don't even get it a lot of the time. So how am I judging someone else who does it? I just am blessed with these tools and these connections and everything that's happened in my life so that I can keep coming back to it. So it's not a burden at all. It used to be. And I used to get people, oh, we, you know, oh, Ed, we wish more people were like you. I don't even get that anymore because I'm happy. I love being me. I love it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. It's, nah. it's, you get it. And that's all that matters. Exactly. And and this is just the beginning, man. Like in terms of. What What is your greatest success? memory? My greatest memory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what is your What is your most profound memory on the path that you've been on? Anywhere from way back five years old all the way till now what what is your anything that just jumps out at you this is i mean the, the, the kid jumping on the table just strikes something yeah, but you see the thing is that's all cool but to be honest the most delightful thing that pops in my brain is dropping into a wave and getting barreled and coming out cool all right to be honest because that's that's what you saw and felt right now yeah because when i and i'll tell you why because so you come down here and surf every day? Yeah, because I'll tell you why that's amazing is because it's God. I don't make that happen. How does a, a storm happen? It goes into the ocean. That travels to me. I, like who invented the, yeah, the And then, whole, then you have pleasure from it. And it blows my <laughs> mind open to the joy of life, which is what I want my students to feel, which is what I want to encourage the people around me. And that's why it is connected. And that's why I'm the inclusion – I was a perfect inclusion specialist because – and Daryl and I, I really connect on this level. It's all, it's inclusive. It's all like, I don't say, oh, that wave just to like sound like, oh, it's included. It's, 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 it's the answer because it's all connected and all included. Are, are you, do you feel that, uh, maybe it doesn't even matter, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Mm -hmm. Success. Is there a benchmark uh, for success in what you're doing? Is there a benchmark yeah, yeah. for success from, from, from the school? Do they do they put you on certain performance? Is there some sort of Oh here's the here's the benchmark? Every, every, everything's kind of structured yeah. that way now. I, I ignore wanna... all of that. I ignore okay. all of that. <laughs> what I well, my benchmark is my principal trusts me, no questions. When they hire me to be the inclusion specialist, the, the director of special ed, uh, Rose Eckert, she would close the door from the very first day I met her and tell me everything that was going on in that district. That's my, my benchmark for success is that the people around me enjoy seeing me. I enjoy seeing them. These kids grow in ways that I couldn't even plan for. And sometimes I'm so scared, like, what am I doing? But I had no enough that it's rooted in principle that it will reap. Re my, my success is that I have amazing relationships with parents that other people don't because I'm not trying to cover anything. I'm telling them exactly what I'm doing. Sure. And they're not like, because I'm coming with love and they know that I know their child that I truly want the best for them. They're not going, well, did you do these minutes? And did you do this? They don't care. They're like, wow, my kid comes to me and tells me that they love coming to you and that you're helping them. That's amazing. That that's your success. So, barometer. That's your barometer. It is because look, yeah. there's too much legislation because everyone's trying to protect themselves. But if they live lovingly, they wouldn't need all these lawyers and they wouldn't need to be spending all that money to try to work this stuff out. 
Because the, if it gets to that point, yes. people weren't communicating with love and joy a long time ago. Yes. So I save the money. I, I um, I'm so like it's as a, I'm learning more and more. And Daryl's helped me with this. It's just like I'm the best business. When I take my coffee and go meet with Daryl, we have our coffee. It's like the the district should be paying him because <laughs> we're actually getting me back into a place where I can be effective. You know what I'm saying? Like those things are so much better than like, oh, I'm so afraid. I, what, what if they don't like me on my report? Or what if they, you know, like, what if they... So you, you just blow that, you, you blow past that. Yeah, because those are all like protections that were put in place of, what if you don't do your job? I'm not worried about that. I was born to do this job. Like This is, this is your calling. You own it. You yeah. show up daily and you love doing it. And, and but, but I, the, the truth is that my mind does worry about it, but I just keep going back to what I know works. It's I would like, say, yeah, so your, your mind does worry about that. So that's the human experience. Yes. Correct? Correct. So when you, your mind worries about it, that's not necessarily who you truly are. That's right. It's, it's part of the ego and the human experience versus your, your, your spiritual psychology. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. It's, and I don't want to catch that, my man. Yes. Yeah, I, Daryl, I talked about, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go on stage. Like Daryl and I have done a podcast for 10 years. I don't want to do anything where I'm playing a role that then I, I can't really live up to. I wanted to go out and just be myself. So being able to admit that, like, shit, excuse me, I worry, I worry a lot. My mind worries there that, but these tools help me keep moving. God, Daryl came up with a great affirmation. God brings it about in spite of my doubts, or you could say love, or they would call it the Tao, life. The Tao is just meaning life is always flowing in a positive direction. When we relax into it, things work out. Yeah, you want to catch the flow. Just get in the flow. That's right. Now, if you had to go back and 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 give advice to your thirty-one-year-old person back in the day, mm -hmm. what, what what advice would you give that person? What would you give the thirty-one-year-old Ed? Well, you know what the what was in my head at that time? Yeah, was what I heard it, but I just didn't believe it. Was just relax and breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I will add to that that you're so much better off than you think you are. You're already there. And to be grateful for it. Yeah. yeah. Like, just take stock of how amazing you are and keep yourself in the equation. If, it's, if you're not feeling good and benefiting from this, then it's not, then something's out of, you know, like you can, I, I'm willing now. I mean, this was, this, this week, this thing came to me when I was, when that credit thing came back, the sure. other thing that came up was, yes. well, there's I a was reason. meditating I'm, yeah. and it was like, I found this part of me that used to be like, I don't want to take credit for anything. But all that is, is like pushing away the natural flow of credit that's always coming our way. So I would just give yourself some credit, man. Yeah, give, give yourself some, some credit, credit, absorb it. Yeah, absorb it, own it. You don't have to uh, flaunt it. No. Nah. But you can, you can let certainly it let, it, let it be. And I believe that when I, when I, give, uh, when I receive the credit, then in finances other people are willing to give me credit because they know they can trust me. Huh. I believe there's like an energetic connection between that from my relationship with credit in the past and, and allowing and accepting because I'm credible because yes. I've lived it. And you, you were thinking at one time writing a book. Would you? Yeah. Would you oh, I still am. Yeah. What, I write a weekly what, column. What, what are you going to title it? Uh, probably Tapping into Genius. I, want, I wanted to hear that. Tapping into Genius. That's the column I write for the Culver City News every week. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I write... 
how I work with kids through the lens of these spiritual practices without ever using the word spirit or God, but just, uh, and then it ends with like, it starts out, we all go through this. I worked with a kid and he went through this and, and there's only 500 words and this is what happened. You're probably going through this. Here's something you can do. Oh, so you bring it, you bring it to the, uh, the everyday folk mm -hmm. from what you're learning, but you don't use the words no. God or spirit. That's right. Yeah. So I just, we use the word life. Yeah. Life and love. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. And she do that every week. Yeah, Daryl's wife used to be the editor. That's the only reason she was that she was like, I need something about your school. Can you Lori. send me something? And I had been writing a blog for like eight people that would read it. And I was like, sure, I got a blog. It's called Tapping into Genius. And uh, she turned it into a column. And 10 years later, still doing it. And you get quite a following then? No idea. No, he's just, he's just but I'll right. tell you this. It goes on to every driveway in Culver City every week. That's good. Tapping into Genius. You know why I do it? Because when I write it, I feel better. Yeah, the policeman approached you. True, the policeman uh, about uh, sharing it. Oh, yeah. He said, I share your column with my guys in this force who are new to the neighborhood so they can get to know, you know, like, yeah. So I, at the right time, things pop up. The people, right, people pop up. That's 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 for sure. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. All right, so we, we're going to wrap up here. Right, wonderful. See, we're going to wrap that up. Cool, man. I want to thank you, Archangel Ed, for coming here today. Um, Dude, you just blessed me, man. Because when we first started yes. talking and the anxiety, I felt that like you, you, you felt some anxiety. Kinda. It was good because all that means is I've been resisting my own creativity and energy, and that started to move through me. And it was like, ding, you know, so yeah. Now I feel like you've helped me kind of digest that energy. So yes. I'm, I'm now I'm better ready to do our podcast, which we'll do at some point, and then go back to work on Monday and, 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 uh, and be, be re restored and, yeah. and bring the life to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's fantastic. So, hey, thank so you. Uh, it's been a blast to have you guys today. Hey, yeah, there's no question about that, but I wanted to meet you and we'll do it again. Amen. And then we're going to figure out some other things for your podcast right now. Sounds so good. I appreciate you. until next time, have fun doing what you do and appreciate those around you and always be with love, joy, and peace. See you soon. Catch it on Cadre.